This is the redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. King of King, Lord of Law, we adore you this morning. We thank you for all you did yesterday. Thank you for this week for bringing us to another working week, and we are grateful for your mercy. Thank you for the revival hour. To you alone be all the glory. Thank you for all the testimonies, liberation, deliverances through the revival hour and all our services. We are giving you the glory. You alone deserve it. You alone deserve it. And we say thank you. This morning, Father, as we go into your word, as we yet pray, please, Father, send your word unto us. Let our own word that bring liberation, their own word, our own word that bring wisdom. Joseph began to teach senators wisdom. Why? Because you were with him and your word was with him. This morning we desire for the same word. Lord, for all your children that are present and their family, Lord, send your word unto them. This morning, Holy Spirit, have your way. Save so, heal the sick. Let everything that proceeds from this mouth bring you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Uh, this morning, God began um, a series with us last week, and it's on the topic, sanctification. Um, now, we looked at why we must be sanctified. Number one, we mentioned that an unsanctified vessel cannot be used by God. So why sanctification is a necessity for every believer, every family. A good example was the man called Job. The Bible said daily, Job will offer sacrifices on behalf of his children. He said, perhaps they have sinned in their hearts against God. So Job does daily sanctification for himself, for his household. And the Bible tells us that Job was a righteous man. We also understand that uh, why you must be sanctified, why I must be sanctified is that an, un an unsanctified vessel is a vessel for unclean spirit. So when somebody is not sanctified, they become vessel for unclean spirit. Jesus Christ said, when a demon is cast out of a man or a body, then that's that same demon will go back and go and try to recruit others, seven more wicked demons. And when they come back and they see the life of that man garnished, that is empty because your body cannot be, there must be something filling your, your spirit. It is either the spirit of God or the devil. And your heart cannot be empty as well. It has to be filled with, with, with the word of God. So, and then they, they come back. So an unclean and unsanctified vessel is a vessel for unclean spirit. Number three, we mentioned that an unsanctified vessel cannot get to the promised land. We didn't talk much about that. I remember that uh, when we started this, we took our bearing from the book of Joshua chapter three and verse five talks about, it said, sanctify yourselves. He said, for tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Now, so their journey was to the promised land. Every one of us have promised land. There are greater places that God has ordained for us. Now, for us to get there, we must be sanctified. 
Now, there are two promised land, the promised land here on earth and the promised land, eternity with God. An unsanctified vessel cannot get to, you know, cannot make it to heaven. It doesn't matter if you've been born again 10 times or 20 times. If you are not sanctified, you are not cleansed before God. So it's very important. Now, also, number four, we talked about an unsanctified vessel cannot bear the vessel of God. And I remember the Lord brought the examples of the children of Ella in 1 Samuel chapter 2. In chapter 3, the Bible tells us that Hophnes and Phinehas, they died on the same day. I mean, the, if you look at it, the ark of God that went to the house of Dagon in Philistine and destroyed the head of Dagon, destroyed the hand of Dagon, destroyed the legs of Dagon, and that brought emerald. Emerald is like cancer to the people of the city, to the communities around. People just find emerald in their, in their body and people were dying like chicken. Now, there was no Israelite with the ark. It was just the ark alone. Then the divine, they, they, they begin to do something, you know, and their God, their spirit tell them, we need to send this ark back to Israel. But then they had to look for, so they look for a new card. They look for everything. They put it, they now say, let us see. If this ark goes back to Israel by itself, we know that it is God that was behind it. And they did it. The, the, the coat that was used, that is the more or less like a horse and the small card where they put the ark, it was going by itself. It was going until it entered to the land of Israel. That is a miracle. So the same ark that Ophnis and Phineas were watching, they died, they took it away from them. Why? The simple reason is openings and finials were not clean vessel. God has also said that they were going to be destroyed in one day. That will not be your testimony. That will not be my own testimony. In the mighty name of our children, we will not labor in vain over them. That's why we must take time, you know, to teach them the word of God. Make sure they are not missing from the church of God. You hear the same word. Now, so that was where we start. Now, number five, why must you be sanctified? The primary reason is because it is, the, it is only the sanctified vessels that we, that we see God. We must be sanctified because God is holy. We must be like God. God's nature cannot condone sin. Turn your Bible to the book of First Peter, chapter one, verse fifteen and sixteen. First Peter, chapter one, verse fifteen and sixteen. If uh, Brother Samson is in the house, you can please read for us. But as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. So the reason we must be sanctified is that our God is holy, and sanctification tends to holiness. So because God is holy, you must be sanctified. 
we must be sanctified. Now, number six, why you must be sanctified? Sanctification upholds in the day of adversity. That means a clean vessel is speared from calamity. A clean vessel is speared from trouble. In the days of trouble, the sanctified vessels are speared. They are speared from the destruction that is to come. Now, if you give a let's let's take it from the a physical, uh, like from the physical settings. Now, in a workplace, in a typical workplace, where everybody is engaging in corruption, stealing, you know, the office money, a lot of things, and they're virtually everybody is there, stealing money, and they say, well, they didn't even know after that the company is rich, but there is one person. Who said, no, I'm not going to be party of to all these evil people are doing. Though they've tried, but the person said no. And then one day, they didn't know that an external government official will come. And they did, they audited the company. And they found out that everybody, including CEO, the head, everybody is corrupt, except one person. And the government now make a decision. Well, uh, you people are going to be punished. We are not going to sack you, but you'll be punished. All the money you'll be taking, it will, you have to pay it back. But the government now did something important. The only person that is not corrupt among you will now be the CEO and the head of all of you. So be reporting to him. So sanctification can spare you in the day of adversity. So if you are a sanctified vessel, even in this world, it can keep you away from many trouble. And that's why many people don't understand when we talk about sanctification. It can separate people from calamity. Now in the spiritual realm, which is even more dangerous than the physical, it's more dangerous. If we look at the example of the children of Israel, how the three rebels, rose up against Moses, Aaron, uh, the data, Nabiran, and Korah. When it was time and God visited the camp with his anger, them and all that there were party with them, the ground opened and swallowed them up. But the rest that did not join them, they were speared alive. So when we talk about sanctification, if you are sanctified, it's actually for your own good. Because on the days when calamity comes in any, in any shape, the sanctified are always feared. My prayer for you is this, is that whatever calamity the enemy have put in place, you will not fall into it. Amen. You will not fall into it. Amen. Your family will not fall into it. Amen. You are going to lift up your voice this morning. You are going to say, Father, Father you, are holy, you are holy. And you want me to be holy in all manner of conversation. This morning, sanctify me, sanctify my lips, sanctify my thoughts, open your mouth and pray that you may become sanctified. When you are sanctified, you become holy. Father, your word, you want us to be holy in all manner of conversation. 
this morning. Please, Father, sanctify me, sanctify my thought, sanctify my action. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Now, I want to mention that sanctification is an intentional process. Yes, we have the part of God and we have our own part. So now let's look at who does the sanctification. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Matthew chapter 3, verse 10 to 12. Who does the sanctification? Who, who is the sanctifier? Matthew chapter 3, and let's read from verse 10 to 12. And then I want... Uh, I want uh, Sister Anuluakpo to read Malachi 3.3. 3. Now, Matthew chapter 3 from verse 10 to 12. The Bible says, And now also the axe is laid under the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which bringeth, not good, uh, bringeth forth good fruit is healed down and cast into the fire. Verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoe I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He said, whose fan is in his hand? And he will thoroughly purge his floor. Now he went to say, and gather his wheat into the Ghana, but he will burn off the chaff with what? Unquenchable, unquenchable what? Fire. So Jesus Christ is the sanctifier. We are sanctified daily. Just like, um, you know, the way you would take, uh, you know, daily step to brush your teeth, take care of your body, the same way. So Jesus Christ is the sanctifier. John the Baptist was describing, he said the one that's coming after him was mightier than he. And he was describing Jesus. He says the one that baptized you in the Holy Ghost. So for instance, if you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, if you look unto Jesus and you are born again, Jesus will baptize you. Is the one that releases the Holy Ghost. Now, so now he went on by saying, he said, not only with Holy Ghost, he will baptize you with fire. Now we are purified through that fire process. So when it comes upon us, then we are, you know, we, we get purified. He said, whose fan is in his hand? He will thoroughly purge. Now this morning, the Lord will thoroughly purge you in the name of Jesus. The Lord will thoroughly purge your family. He will thoroughly purge your household. He will thoroughly purge this church. He will thoroughly purge the land in the mighty name of Jesus. You are going to lift up your voice. You are going to say, mighty God, arise and purge your church and purge my family and purge the land. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. Mighty God, arise and purge your church. Arise and purge the land. Arise and purge your people in the name of Jesus. Thoroughly purge us from every form of dross in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now, now we look at now we understand what why sanctification is important. 
who does the certification? Jesus Christ is the one. Now, how, how are we being sanctified? How does that, how do we know? What are the more or less like the tools that the Lord uses to sanctify us daily? Now, number one, personal revelation. Personal revelation. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 66, verse 17. Isaiah 66, verse 17. Yes, sister, I know. Are you there to read Malachi 3 3? If you are there, you can read. Malachi 3 3. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and forge them as gold and silver. And they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So that's again, still talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he is the one that does the sanctification. He purges us so that we are fit in the sight of God. Now let's look at Isaiah. So personal revelation. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 17. They that sanctify themselves. The Bible not, did not say, um, you know, the people that God sanctified. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the garden behind one tree in the maze, eating swan's flesh and the abomination and the mouth, and shall be, it says, shall be consumed together, says the law. Now, if you also look at the book of Isaiah, I mean, the Leviticus, not Isaiah. Leviticus chapter 14. Leviticus chapter 14. Verse 8 and 9. And he that is also, he said, he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and wash himself in water that he may be clean, and after that he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. But it shall be on the seventh day that he shall shave all his hair off his head and his beard and his eyebrow, even all his hair he shall shave off, and he shall wash his clothes, also he shall wash his flesh in water and he shall be clean. If you also look at the book of Joshua, chapter three, verse five, where we read, when we started this series, it talks about personal sanctification as well. So how are we sanctified? Under that point one is that your conscience, maybe you do something bad and this one, it wasn't the pastor preaching to you. It wasn't even, you didn't study the Bible. You didn't go into prayer meeting. But your conscience 
or you had a dream or something, your conscience, your feeling, your body's feeling somehow, that sense of guiltiness. So now when that happened, when your conscience begin to prick you, what is happening at that time is, the Lord is opening your eyes to see what is happening in your life and he wants you to take the right step. So personally, sanctification is, is, is something you have to take practical step on. The way you take care of yourself, you have to also be intentional about being sanctified. You have to watch. It's not all the time that you have to just be speaking. There are times you have to be quiet because in the multitude of war, they can be seen. So sanctification, it cut across both our physical body, our spiritual life. It cut across our heart. It cut across the words of our mouth. Even cut across our physical appearance as well. Now, you cannot say, oh, I'm sanctifying the spirit and you're wearing dirty uh, clothes outside. No. So it's all encompassing, but it's more first a personal thing that you have to examine your own self. And when you examine yourself, then the Lord expects you to begin to take that step. Now, what you now notice is that when a person refuses to heed to what the Lord is saying or through the pricking of the conscience, when you go to church or you come to revival hour, the word of the Lord can also come out, can also reach out to you. And then something tells you, ah, this was the same thing that was in my mind yesterday. How is it not the same thing is coming? It is because now that is at that point, God is again repeating the same thing. Saying, remember what I told you. I used your conscience to talk to you, but you did not listen. So sanctification. There is, it, 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 it first begins with personal revelation, your own personal life. The step you, you take to see, just like you take step to clean your own physical house, the same way we have to take step to be sanctified in the sight of God. Now, how is that accomplished? That is accomplished in the place of prayer. So if the Lord has opened your eyes to see, then the next thing to do is to go to God in prayer. Lord, over this matter, have mercy. How do you go about personal sanctification? Number two is by confession. Maybe, for instance, you've been having somebody in mind for a long, a long time. You just, you just develop hatred. A child of God should not hate. You know, remember one day God told us in the church, one of the one of the people you should not even fight against is your brother and your sister in the, in the Lord because you can't win that battle. So why are you bitter against your brother? When you see her or when you see him, you are bitter, you are, why? So in that case, that bitterness is defiling you at that time. That unforgiveness is defiling you at that time. So the sanctification process is you forgive your brother. You forgive your sister. That's a practical step. You, you let it go. If you have to call the person and say, ah, uh, there was this thing you did to me the other time. Um, I, I did not forgive you, but now I'm forgiving you. If you have to do that, 
as the Lord is leading, that's fine. Do it. It's a personal sanctification. When you do that, then it's like the Lord just sent the spirit. The angel of the Lord just removed a burden off your shoulder. You see that your mind is clean. You are at peace. Whenever you see the person, your heart is no longer hitting pee, pee, pee. Or your countenance change. Have you seen some people, the moment you set eyes on them, their countenances change as if you've been fighting with them? No. So it is because of the state of their heart. So brethren, take personal stock of your own life. What is it that you need to be sanctified from? So through prayer, pray about it, then take practical steps. And if there are things you have stolen from people, or let's, okay, let's say the word stolen is very big. Or you have mistakenly taken. <laughs> let's say that. <laughs> or you are, I remember those days in school when people steal something. And our teacher want to get it from us. They say, well, uh, they know that the person did not steal it. That the person uh, just mistake, put it in the bag. <laughs> I remember those days in school. And then with uh, wisdom, some people will just uh, you know, say yes. They found this in their bag. Teacher will say, okay, thank you. Then, <laughs> how did you get to your bag? <laughs> uh, that was another conversation. So, so again, if there are things you are in possession of that is not yours, return it back. That is personal sanctification. So sanctification is not just more, like I said before, of we going from one scripture to another is taking these practical steps. When you take it, you are cleansed. The power of the Lord sets you free. And then you begin to see when you appeared before the Lord to pray. The Lord will say, hey, I've been waiting for you to come and pray. Now, tell me what is in your mind. And the Lord begin to review. You see, begin to see yourself having a nice time with God. And you see him visiting, sending his angel. He could, he, well, he could visit you at any time, telling you how happy he is with you when you're sanctified. I want you to bow down your head this morning, even as we devote ourselves to prayer. Now, it is more of a personal prayer. Uh, so you are going to be doing a self-examination of yourself. And uh, you ask the Lord this morning, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. Whatever thing that is defiling me, that have refused to, to lead, to take action this morning, help me. And then there are practical things you need to do. The Holy Spirit will show you the way out. Now go ahead and begin to pray for yourself. It is not time to sleep. This is not the time where you are given a specific prayer point. It's a personal thing you have to do to your own self. I don't know about your own, so you have to do it personally. But make sure that you are not sleeping. Make sure you are not sleeping. Are you here this morning? You have not invited Jesus into your heart. You have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You know that you, are, you have accepted him in the past. But then, but you went back again into, this, into the world. You now club again. You are, in the, you are finding yourself in the company of, of gossipers. And you, are, you, know, you see that the fire of God has left you. Or you find yourself even drinking alcohol again engaging in pornography, 
you know, on clean website and a lot of things. This morning, Jesus is here to set you free. So if you are here this morning, you have you have not accepted him, you can accept him this morning. He's saying, come and say yes to him. Or you have accepted him before, I want to rededicate your life. You have opportunity. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning, a sinner. Forgive me my sin. Write my name in the book of life. I am sorry for all my sins and error. And from today, Lord Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost that I may walk before you and be perfect. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for saving my soul. Now I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Every one of you that pray this prayer, it is well with you. It is in the name of Jesus, your sins are forgiven you. In the name of Jesus, your name is now written in the book of life. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with your going in and coming out in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for answered prayer. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, I pray once again, even for all your children, in the name of Jesus, sanctify us. Sanctify all your children. Go ahead, go ahead. You have one, uh, you have about two more minutes. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Tell him, tell him to sanctify you. Tell him to sanctify you. Tell him to sanctify you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. In the mighty name, we are praying. I want you to stretch forth your heart. Father, I thank you this morning for your word, teaching us about sanctification, that we need to be sanctified, and giving us reasons. You are holy. You want us to be holy. Sanctification saves us in the days of calamity, like the way you saved Noah and his household from the error of his generation. This morning we have come to you, Lord. And you have also taught us about the step we need to take, personal revelation. This morning, is there anything you have been telling us as individuals, family, that we, are, we have not yielded to? Please, the grace to yield and to take the right step to, uh, to correct whatever thing that needs to be corrected, release upon your children in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning, everything he tattooed that has been defiling you, be free from them in Jesus' name. And I pray for you, every of your heart desires, everything you are trusting the Lord for, you are saying, I have had people testify. I have had people testimony. It is my own turn. Yes, indeed, it is your turn in the name of Jesus. That job interview, it will favor you in the name of Jesus. Even though you are least qualified, it will you be the one that will be chosen in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning, whatever project, whatever thing that you have in your hand, this morning the Lord will favor you in Jesus' name. That scholarship, you will hear good news this week in the name of Jesus. You that is trusting God for baby, it's in the name of Jesus. Nine months from now, we will come and rejoice with you in the name of Jesus. You that is trusting God for financial open door, God will open doors for you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the blessings of the Lord makes rich and add no sorrow with it. In the name of Jesus, the kind of blessing that the Lord will release upon you, it will be such that will be sorrow free in, the, in Jesus' name. You will never sorrow, you will never struggle in the name of Jesus. When next we gather, you will have testimony. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.